back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. Welcome to 2024 for our first podcast. Nothing major's uh, happened in the new year, right? Right, Mastro? <laughs> uh, you could say that, but I mean, we definitely have a trade heard around the hockey world to talk about that went down in the midst of the first period of the Flyers game last night. Um, but before we get to that, you know, Dave, this is our first podcast since the uh, beginning of the new year. Obviously, like you said, it's 2024. And, you know, Flyers have taken a little bit of a dip here lately um, over the holidays between, you know, Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, that time frame of the calendar. Um, they go on their sometimes dreaded Disney on Ice road trip. It wasn't that good this time this year either. Yeah, um, it's definitely been worse in the past, but um, you know they go out west, whether it's Pacific Northwest, Western Canada, uh, all that jazz, and they play out there for you know almost two weeks, I'd say. Um, But you know they have a rocky, a little bit of a rocky trip. I think they won two of five. I can tell you. Give me one second. Um, but while you're bringing that up, like I said, I mean, I know they played against the Vancouver Canucks. They played against the Seattle Kraken. They played against the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, who else? Uh, I think they, that might have been it. Um, I've got now. It's loading. Yeah. If I could figure out again how to manage this crappy NHL app. Um so they played the Vancouver Canucks, the Seattle Kraken, the Calgary Flames, and the Edmonton Oilers on the Western Road Trip. They lost 5-2 to two against Edmonton. They lost 4-3 to three to the Calgary Flames. Yeah. They lost 2-1 to one in overtime to the Seattle Kraken. And then they won 4-1 to one pretty convincingly over the Vancouver Canucks. And then they returned home to the Wells Fargo Center uh, just last Thursday evening, in which they blew a two nothing lead over the dreadful Columbus Blue Jackets, Columbus Blue Jackets to lose three two in a shootout. Then this past Saturday, a feisty, a very feisty win on Ed Snyder, um, Ed Legacy. Snyder Day essentially. Yeah, three uh, two win over the Flames, and then of course last night in the midst of a game where I think everyone stopped paying attention to the game itself and was focusing on the trade news, a four to one loss at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So yeah, they are not doing so hot as of late, still in the playoff picture, still in the playoff mix. The Penguins definitely a different team than what we saw when the Flyers played them back in early December in that home and home series. They've kind of gotten their collective crap together since then. Yeah. Um, but still, anytime you play the Pittsburgh Penguins, you hope the Flyers can come out on top and win. Sadly, they did not. But 
here we are. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, um, Flyers, I think, again, you know, I'm going to say this. I think I said this before, but the Flyers and the Eagles are, I know, obviously, the Eagles aren't a hockey team, but just going off of the Philadelphia standard, so to speak, of sports performance, you know, the Eagles, I mean, again, they're their own dumpster fire. Not saying the Flyers are anywhere near dumpster fire, but the Eagles are definitely a dumpster fire. Uh, going into this next uh, week's playoff round, the wild card round against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Eagles, you know, obviously have been, you know, completely broken over the past month or so and have not won a game. Uh, I mean, they won a couple weeks ago, but even then they kind of limped to the finish line. Um, and, you know, they lose in just crazy, terrible fashion to the Giants to end the regular season. But what I'm getting at again is, I think I've said this before too, where in Philadelphia, the Eagles are expected to be elite, to be a contender, to perform at, you know, a high level, to not necessarily steamroll their opponents, but, you know, handily. Win be, convincingly. Yeah. Confidently. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and their play as of late has been completely alarming. You know, everyone's. You know, you, you figure it, it's, you know, obviously very real where it's like, what the hell happened to this team in the past month that, you know, they forgot how to play football. Um, both sides of the ball, they've been terrible. They've looked completely discombobulated, whether it's a team, you know, from a team perspective, from an individual player perspective. But then, so again, they have their, you know, they have their expectations. But the Flyers, again, the Flyers have been a pleasant surprise. And, you know, so many people didn't expect them to be in the mix, so to speak, at this point of the season where, like we said before, usually right around Thanksgiving, especially during Christmas, is a good benchmark of what a team is going to do down the stretch going towards the playoffs. The Flyers, you know, played they played good hockey. They played They're bad still in hockey. a playoff spot. Yeah. So They're I mean, tied again. for third in the Metropolitan Division. They currently hold the first wild card seed yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So, again, you know, they go on a little bit of a rough stretch out west. That's fine. But, you know, they've – and they let a game get away from them against the Blue Jackets. But, you know, we haven't seen knock on wood. This time last year we had seen almost two 10-game losing streaks. Yeah, it, it was uh, bad. I mean, you know, we've seen 9 nothing losses to the Rangers. Uh, you know, just complete wheels falling off implosion like a death star of flyers losses and them again you know just looking completely defeated where i don't know about you dave but that game against the flames and no pun intended but it's great to see some fire back in the flyers because i mean that was a game where you know there was extracurriculars after almost every whistle you know some rough stuff whether it was uh you know hits fights whatever you want to call it um, and I think that was a game that, you know, Ed Snyder would have been proud of where that's the one thing I, you know, we've both been saying, and I'm sure a lot of people have been saying too, that have followed this team as closely as we, as we have over the past few years is that the Flyers have a backbone again. And as Torch said, you know, I'm going to use this as many times as I need to, cause it's true, but they have balls again. And, you know, if they're losing, that's fine. But again, they're not going down by a goal in a game and then look like they completely give up. So, and even in, even in last night's four one loss to the Penguins, yeah, they did not turtle. 
It yep. was a competitive game till the very end, and they engaged in all their extracurriculars, and it was a stereotypical Flyers-Penguins hockey game. Yeah, um, and I think, again, you know, obviously they've had a rough stretch as of late. They can do better. We've seen them do better this season, but again, it's a long season. They're just about at the halfway point. They played their 40th game last night. Uh, you know, they have, what, 42 left to go now? So, mm-hmm. again, we're just at the halfway point here. Um, a bright spot is that Travis Konechny did get named as one of the 32 All-Stars. Um, we obviously have our thoughts on the All-Star game because of um, at the Seattle Krakens video about... Oh, you know, poor, poor Bjorkstrand. Yeah, cancel your, you know, tropical vacation because you get to go to dreary Toronto in the, like, latter stages of January to play in the All-Star game. Like, I think it's February. But either way, I mean, you know, who wants to be... Who wants to? I, I mean, you know, it's obviously an honor to be named an All Star, but would you rather yeah. be in like you know? You know him and his wife had a vacation booked in San Diego. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, that was a little bit of a cringe video and tough look for the Kraken and the NHL in general. Um, as I'm watching them right now against the Sabers, but anyway, um, yeah. So Konechny gets named an All Star. You know. The Flyers, again, have been playing well. It's just, you know, losing games is going to happen. And we know that this team is going to have growing pains. Like Torch has been it. warning us all season long. Some yeah. losses are going to happen. Yep. I mean, again, it's, again, growing pains. And boy, did we fucking have one. Sorry for the F word there. But boy, did we have one last night. Um, I know, you know, that's the anticipation of the discussion for the length of tonight's podcast. Um, but again, I just wanted to... Kind of go over my thoughts with the Flyers as of late. Um, you know, I think, again, I'm not necessarily – I'm content with where they're at right now. Can they yeah. play better? Yes, we know they can play better. But, again, we have the expectation that, you know, they're in a rebuild. They're not going to be, you know, a team that blows everyone out of the water. They're going to be a team where, again, I think, you know, come hopefully February slash obviously definitely March, you know, they're going to be – on the cusp of, you know, making or not making the playoffs. And if they don't make the postseason this year, you know, that's that's okay, honestly. Like, you know. Yeah, higher draft pick. Yeah. And a hard-fought season where a lot of young players have shown key development and key veterans who came back to the organization showed they are still, in being Sean Couturier, elite National Hockey League centerman. Yeah. Cam Atkinson, he's a different story entirely. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he's just, you know. At this he's, point. He's cold, man. He's, you know. He's got to ride the press box for more than one game. I, I know I know. Torts is a big Atkinson guy, and Atkinson is a big Torts guy, but he's just not bringing you anything out there. And it's not fair to have a guy of Atkinson's caliber sit on your fourth line, but it's also not fair to have him taking up top nine and power play minutes from other players who are more deserving of it right now. Like, he's just not giving the Flyers anything to go off of. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if anyone deserves to be on the Flyers' power play, but... I mean, Igor Zamula does right now. Yeah, that's true. And they've got a new guy who just arrived in town who's probably going to make his debut tomorrow night against Montreal Canadiens that is going to be a big key in the power play. Yeah. I mean, again, this team has issues. Again, there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be problems that come up along the way. There's going to be roadblocks, any, you know, any sort of cliche you want to call it for making progress, but not perfection, so to speak. Um, That's 
how the Flyers are right now, which is fine. You know, yeah, you can't rebuild a team in five months. No. Um, so, you know, this this thing is going to take time. And, you know, we're confident, again, in our new regime of ownership and you know, uh, front office, all that jazz, whatever you want to call them, that they're doing the right thing. And we can get into it now, Dave. Um, I'll go over the kind of the bare bones type of stuff here. And, and here I, we yeah, go. I will um, let you, as I texted you today, I know – I know we have thoughts, um, but, you know, I'll let you go first, say your piece. <laughs> uh, you can, you know, take off the gloves of professionalism if you would like, but I know that you, you'll keep it classy as always. Um, At least I'll try to. Yeah. Uh, try to be like Ron Burgundy, you know? So, keep it know. classy. Yeah. But um, if you didn't know, again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, there was a trade heard around the hockey world last night in the early stages of the first period of the Flyers game. Um, the Flyers playing the Penguins in the Wells Fargo Center. Dave, you texted me this news, and I was like, wait, that doesn't seem right. And then I go on Twitter. Flyers Twitter is ablaze. Um, like, you know, it looked like that scene from SpongeBob where they threw out his name, and everyone inside of his mind is – you know, digging through the filing cabinets, stuff is on fire, all that type of stuff. I mean, you talk about a heyday for social media. Last night is going to be one of those where were you moments in Flyers Twitter history. So without further ado, again, the Flyers did trade Cutter Gauthier, the number fifth overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft, sent him to the Anaheim Ducks for defenseman Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick in the 2025 NHL Draft. Uh, If you didn't know, Gauthier obviously is currently playing at Boston College this year, and the 19-year-old was also named the best forward in the recent 2024 World Junior Championship, where he had 12 points in seven games and led the United States to win the gold medal. Um, Long story short, you know, according to the article from NHL.com, Flyers general manager Daniel Briere said Gauthier expressed an unwillingness to play for them as early as last May. Briere said, quote, it was a long time coming. It's been going on for a while. We tried to give him space. We tried to get in touch with him many times. They would not communicate as far as the Gauthier side. So at some point we had to make a decision. And we thought with what happened just a few days ago at the World Juniors, this was our time to probably get the highest value. Uh, as far as Jamie Drysdale's uh, concerned, Briere said, quote, not very often you get the chance to find a Jamie Drysdale that you can add to your lineup. When that came about, his name was made available. We got really excited. The chance to add a player of his caliber to a premium position as a right shot defenseman for a left winger just made a lot of sense, and we felt it was the right time to do it. Uh, In true Tortorella fashion and in true Philadelphia fashion, after the game, you, you know, it was a slam dunk that the Flyers reporters were going to ask Tortorella about what he thought about the whole situation. And Tortorella just, again, dunking on, you know, everyone saying, I don't know Cutter from a hole in the wall. I'm not too interested about talking uh, in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie Drysdale. He's the guy that's coming here. Um, Dave, again, with all that being said, you know, just walk us through – from start to finish, 
you know, there's obviously a lot of emotion surrounding this, good and bad, but from start to finish, I'll let you have the talking stick, like I said, but, you know, say your piece, take the gloves off, keep it classy, but, you know, just give give me and the listeners your thoughts on this, you know, complete, just what the F situation, you know, this this bomb that was dropped on the hockey world last night, and obviously mainly the Flyers fandom. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's very, it's black and white. Cutter Gautier is an immature little punk. That's what he is. Um, this goes back to the news that we've, of course, been learning since last evening and all day today through all the various major beat reporters, Darren Drager, Elliot Friedman, of course, Charlie O'Connor, Anthony Sanfilippo, Chris Terrian, like the whole the whole gambit of Flyers personalities in the media and even the national hockey media and, of course, other media outlets that normally don't discuss hockey, like 94.1 WIP, which is normally the Philadelphia Eagles radio station, <laughs> was talking hockey all day long. Um, but like I just said two seconds ago, Cutter Gautier quit on Philadelphia. He quit on the Flyers. He quit on this fan base, and he's a little immature punk. This all stems back. We're, we're going to do some time traveling here through the podcast. All so, right. of course, we draft Cutter Gautier, fifth overall, 2022. Chuck Fletcher's last first-round pick he makes as general manager of this hockey team. Tells the Flyers, in which Danny Breer was on Chuck Fletcher's staff as an assistant GM at the time, that he was built to play for Philadelphia, and he cannot wait to be a Flyer. Have that happen? He goes to Boston College for his freshman year of university in the NCAA. Has a pretty decent year for the Boston College Eagles. Goes to the World Juniors. Plays pretty well for Team USA, even though they don't really, um, I believe, did they get a medal last year? I think they got the bronze medal. I think they got bronze last year. Yeah, yeah they get a bronze medal, so they medaled. Third place, decent job. Goes back to BC, finishes off a great freshman year. Then he goes to the World Championships to represent Team USA there, mm. in which a tournament where you're very much playing against NHL caliber talent. There are former, mm. there are current pros playing the National Hockey League in that tournament. In that tournament, Cutter Gauthier had seven goals in 10 games. Very impressive stuff for a, then a 19 year old. So then, once the tournament comes to a close, Cutter Gauthier and his team, um, he doesn't have an agent yet because he's still a college athlete, so he has an advisor because um, yeah. they can't be agents due to NCAA rules. Then get in talks with the Flyers. We have now been learning through Elliot Friedman today that the Flyers essentially told Cutter, hey, listen, we don't want to sign you right now. One, because we want you to go back to Boston College for your sophomore year of hockey. We want you to get another year of development playing center. And we want you to go there and dominate. Go to the World Juniors and dominate. And then come next springtime, when, you're finished, when your season's finished at Boston College, we'll sign you and turn pro. Also, if the Flyers had signed Cutter Gauthier at the end of last season when he wanted to come with Philadelphia, it would have put the team over the salary cap. And the Flyers then would have had to pay, um, you know, damages essentially to the National Hockey League for going over the salary cap. So you think the Flyers handle this and, hey, listen, we want you. We just can't. We want you to go back 
Continue to work on your game. We know you're a hell of a player. Do this and come, you know, springtime of 2024, you'll be in the orange and black. We want you. We value you're a key part of our organization. Somehow, Cutter Gauthier and his camp take that news and then turn the cold shoulder, throw a hissy fit like a little child, and refuse to speak to the Philadelphia Flyers for months. And they told, and before doing that, the, the silent treatment, they say, we no longer are interested in signing with you. We're not going to play. We're not going to become a Philadelphia Flyer. The Flyers then, frankly, what I think is very well done and very smart and shows the power and testament of this new era of orange with Dan Helferty, Keith Jones, and Danny Briere, is yeah. they keep this somehow leaky sealed tight, no leaks whatsoever. And they yep. say, you know what? We're going to keep this under wraps. Um, we're going to try and protect our asset because if it gets out that he doesn't. he's not going to sign here. We lose all negotiating value if we can't trade him. And also, you know, it's just, you know, why hold on to an asset when you can't do anything for it? So the Flyers then try and trade Cutter at the draft last year, last June. They were in talks, and he was almost dealt to Montreal for the fifth overall pick. Then the Flyers' plan was to draft defenseman, the defenseman Reinbacher that the Canadians took with their pick, and then get Mitch Koff at seven. But mm-hmm. Montreal backed out of that deal. So the Flyers said, you know what? It's all right. We got, we got, you know, Matej Minchkov. We've got our nice elite other piece. We're just going to keep, we're going to, let's keep our other asset and go to a protected and hope that he changes his mind. Mm-hmm. The Flyers then continue to try and engage in communication with Gauthier in this camp. They keep on refusing. The Flyers try and send John LeClaire and Patrick Sharp. Again, Cutter Gauthier refuses. At this point, I'm now asking... And here's my one F-bomb for the Indy Mastro. Who the fuck does Cutter, Cutter Gautier think he is? And also, first off, we've also learned today that Cutter is his middle name. His real name is William Gautier, but he goes by Cutter because I guess it must be edgy. Um, Bill. Who the hell does he think he is to deny speaking to John LeClaire, who might just be the best American-born power forward of all time in the National Hockey League? The arrogance, the straight-up ballsy cockiness. You haven't touched a single sheet of NHL hockey ice, and you're turning down talking to a Hall of Famer. Okay, kid. All right. I know exactly what type of person you are right now based off of that news. So yet again, that doesn't happen. Doesn't sway the Flyers. The Flyers are you know what? We're going to keep this quiet. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing. Let's hope Cutter changes his mind. Things go on to the new year. And the season, Cutter Gauthier, lighting up at Boston College this year, is doing phenomenal things, improving on his shot. He's doing everything he can to make the BC Eagles be literally the best team in the entire Division I of, of the NCAA for college ice hockey. Goes to the World Juniors, playing center, looking at him. Yeah, he's got 12 points in seven games, only two goals, 10 assists. But honestly, watching his play, besides his goals being two really big goals with impressive releases and shots, I thought he played kind of lazy, looked disinterested at times, passed up on making shots. Then we started seeing reports of his character coming out. And I was like, I'm hesitant to, I don't know if I want to believe this or not. I mean, I did see some things I wasn't too keen on, but it's still got to go to you. And I see what he's been doing at BC. 
I'm still going to hope on there's a player that I think is there. Mm. Danny Breer and Keith Jones then fly over to Sweden to literally try and go and speak to Cutter Gauthier one last time. It's a latch-dish effort because of what he's been doing. Yeah, They still give him, Gauthier and his camp, give Jonesy and Breer the cold shoulder. So it's at that point the Flyers go, you know what? There's no better time than the present. He's at his highest value right now. Teams are talking to us. Let's see if we can get this deal done. Anaheim then throws Jamie Drysdale's name into the mix. The Flyers did their homework, and they get a deal done where not only do they get Jamie Drysdale, they also get that second-round pick in next year's draft. Um, But it is just a bomb that dropped yesterday. I know, like we said, Matt, I texted you and broke the news to you. When I logged on Twitter, I thought the Flyers' official account got hacked. I thought everyone or they were retweeting one of the fake profiles. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it's very, very true. And, you know, we've learned now that just from what Dan Hilferty and Danny Breer and Keith Jones were saying, and a very, a very, very public FU professionally from the Flyers, all the way down from ownership to the players to Cutter Gauthier saying, you know what? Screw you. If you don't want to be a Flyer, you're not going to be a flyer. Keith Jones yeah. said those exact words on the NBC Sports Philadelphia broadcast. Danny Briere pretty much called him, threw him a shot, calling him a left winger, um, even though the Flyers drafted him to be a centerman. Um, it's a very unique situation. It's definitely soured my opinion on drafting NCAA players, especially of elite talent. Um, I think there needs to be some rule changes that get involved in that situation because if you're playing junior and you get drafted, you are a little you you are literal property of the team that drafted you for a certain yeah. X amount of time, where you don't have any choice. Mm-hmm. With the NCAA, you know they can pretty much tell you to f off, and they can wait out four years and become a free agent, and you lose that asset for nothing. Something needs to change there. Um, but then as the night is going on, you're hearing more rumblings. You know, there's the rumor that was brought out by Anthony Sanfilippo of the Snow of the Goalie podcast and Crossing Broad, where he claims he spoke to someone in the organization, and this has Kevin Hayes' foot, uh, fingerprints, you know, all over it. Hayes then vehemently denies this. Apparently, according to Charlie Fletcher, he texted Danny Breer last night, letting Breer know that he had no involvement in this whatsoever. Um, whether or not you want to believe that or not, that's up to you as, as a fan and as a Flyers fan and a hockey fan in general. Um, but there was a step taken too far. There were some people in the fan base making death threats to Kevin Hayes and his family and his wife on social media, people telling Kevin Hayes that, um, it's a good thing. His brother OD'd and passed away some real vile, vile shit, um, by people that frankly, if you're that type of person, you're not a Philadelphia Flyers fan in my in my book. Um, no, deserve to be a hockey fan. And it's a shame because those people are going to, you know, feed into the, they're going to feed into the negative anti-Philly media sports. Kind of, oh, look at those scumbag Philly fans yet again. Well, that's not the majority of the fan base at all. That's a very, very select few yeah. um, that are just disgusting human beings and shame on them. And, you know, I know Kevin Hayes is not going to listen to this podcast. I was a big Kevin Hayes guy. I'll even admit last night when I, the first the news broke, I kind of got drawn into it. I'd really could have Kevin said a couple bad words to Cutter Gauthier. Yes, but 
really how big would a you know pro athlete in his 30s convince would, would he single-handedly convince a 19 year old to not sign with with the team that drafted him you know so the, yeah. not something's adding up anthony sanfilippo is not coming down from his high horse on this he was getting involved with the spit and chicklets crew in ryan whitney and paul bissonette to where it sounds like to the point now sanfilippo is going to be on the next podcast for spit and chicklets to to discuss oh, this because he's saying yes and Hayes and all of his backers are saying no. So this is, this is drama. You know, this is, this is very much a drama played field. Um, yeah. And I guess the one thing too, that I'll say is that I think it's funny and you know, people have their sources, which is fine. Some can be more credible than others. Um, the one thing I'll point out just objectively here. Um, no opinion because, you know, I think he's cool. And I was talking to him about a movie the other day, but um, I know R.A. Rear Admiral from Spin Chicklets tweeted um, from one of his sources personally that he has saying that Gautier had cited the fact that Flyers have a, you know, rookie GM and wasn't a fan of the coaching style. Um, and my other friend, Robbie, quote tweeted that. And like, again, I'm a big Chicklets guy, you know. Sometimes they rub me the wrong way, but that's, you know, it is what it is. That's just the whole barstool thing in general, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're all great guys. I think they've done a great thing for the hockey world, especially hockey media. You know, Biz Nasty is obviously a titan in the, like, hockey media industry now, which is awesome for the game. Um, but, you know, Gautier says he doesn't want to come here because Keith Jones is a rookie GM or a new GM. But Dane Breer. Dane Breer. Dane Pat for, Pat Verbeek has been GM for less than three years with the Ducks. Yeah, and the like, head coach there is brand new as well. Yeah, like, what does that really, you know, does, I, I don't know. I just think that's like, really, that's one of the reasons why, like, you're going from, you know, I know it's not his choice where he gets traded, but it's just funny where it's like, you know, his one of his complaints allegedly was he didn't want to play for, you know, a I mean, again, Torts is can be a controversial coach, but you know, I think players love to play for him. If they're seems the right like coach. all the guys on the Flyers love him. Yeah, um, especially the younger guys who yeah. are around Cutter's age. <laughs> yep, um, but it's like really, you know, what are you going to say about the GM of Anaheim? Like, oh, you know, he's been here for three years. I'm sure he has great experience. Blah blah blah. It's like, dude, like if anything, Briere has been. I mean, great. I don't. I don't really know much about Pat Verbeek's, you know, resume at all. But we we know Briere's been in front offices for you know ten years now, and obviously he's finally got his shot as an NHL GM. But it's like, dude, really? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But go ahead, Dave. I just want to get it there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it, it, I was gonna bring up that point, Mastro. So thank you for literally, you know, great minds think alike there. Yeah. Um, like you're gonna cite. Apparently, the the Flyers management staff isn't seasoned enough for you, but yet you're going to Anaheim, a team that's been a bomb dweller really ever since they won the the cup in 2007, yeah. um, with incredible turmoil and turnover in the franchise, um, a franchise well, that in which is souring and. Yeah. Apparently, Trevor Zegers is now on their trading block. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, that's another thing, too, that's been interesting about this whole situation is the repercussions where 
you know, the one thing we heard about was how close of a relationship that Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegers had. And obviously Anaheim is counting on Zegers to be a part of their future going forward. And now with a guy like Drysdale getting traded, a guy like Gautier coming in, you know, it's just crazy where I saw that today where it was like, oh, Zegers might be available now. And it's like, damn, like, you know, this Gautier kid might screw two franchises. I mean, um, he, he could also screw Anaheim by not signing there. And then Anaheim yeah. gave up Jamie Drysdale for nothing. Yep. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I just look at it, again, from a professional standpoint, but also just as, like, what kind of person are you where, you know, you have the chance to be a professional athlete. And I think it's also funny too, where it's like, you know, you see these videos that were from right around the draft where Gautier himself was like, you know, can't wait to be a flyer, all that blah, blah, blah. And then there was was one video from elite prospects. I think it was where he was like, Oh, you know, my favorite team growing up was the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know if that's going to roll over well in Philadelphia. And it's like, boy, do you like, do you not know what is ahead of you now? Like, not only are you a Penguins fan, but, you know, you just pulled – I don't even know much about the situation, but you just pulled a J.D. Drew on the city of Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, I think, again, it's like – it's it's baffling, too, that the fact that he basically ghosted the Flyers, like, he – like, his – you know, he was speaking through his agent or through his representation. His advisor. Yeah, throughout the whole process where it's like, dude, as far as I'm concerned, the NHL is a man's game. And if you can't even be man enough to tell the team that you got drafted to that you don't want to play for them. Like an exact reason why. Yeah, you can't give them a concrete reason as to why. Then, you know, that's just a complete loser move, in my opinion. There is breaking news on that. Right Again, before we hopped on, on to record, man. I'm saying all this in the fact that, you know, I'm never going to make it to the NHL. I'm never going to be as good a hockey player as Cutter Gauthier could be. But still, that is just a huge character, you know, a, a huge character flaw. And just, you know, for lack of better terms, a straight-up dick move. Like, it's like leaving, you know, it's like leaving a job. And it's like saying, like, oh, like, you know, I'm just going. Like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore because... And that's why, like, that's all. It's not like, oh, you know, I got another job or I'm retiring or, you know, whatever. It's like you literally just, you know, you quit to quit it and you don't say why. Like, you owe it to, you know, your employer, which is pretty much who the Flyers were for Gautier in a sense, to, you know, give them a reason. Especially because, again, fans, the organization, everyone was counting on Gautier to be such an integral piece of this rebuild, you know, in the next. Fifth overall selection. A lot of yeah. work goes into drafting someone fifth overall. Yep. So, again, I just think the kid might just be a dickhead. <laughs> like, oh. you know, I hate to be that, you know, unprofessional about it, but that's just me being, you know, in my late 20s and, you know, seeing this happen where it's like, dude, like, you really think you're that much above the situation where you can, you know, ghost an NHL team and then you just say – and, you know, on second thought, I don't want to play here anymore. And, you know, a little over a year ago, you were, you know, completely gung-ho about, you know, oh, I was built to be a flyer, I can't wait to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now you're basically just, you know, you're just, you know, comp- you're just a, a loser, in my opinion. And, like, I'm glad that, you know, the, the organization, whether it was, you know, Hilferty or, you know, Keith Jones, uh, you saw, like, Sanheim weigh in on it a little bit last night. 
Uh, my man, 3-6, Zach Ronaldo, former flyer, great. Um, Debatable. On Twitter. No, he's a legend. Um, Debatable. Stop it. Debatable. Nope, we're not debating that. It's not going <laughs> to be. But, um, you know, it's as simple as, again, Philadelphia is a city where, you know, if you want to play here, we'll accept you. And you might have an Alec Bowe moment where you say, you know, I effing hate this place. But, you know, we're like, yeah, we, we like that. Like, we we want players that want to play here. Makes you relatable. And, yeah, and if you don't want to play here, then, you know, GTFO. Like, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. So, um, that's, you know, that's my two cents about it. And, again, I just think it's – completely wild you know just how it all happened i know a couple people asked me at work about it today um you know i'm still texting people just like dude i can't believe this is going down like so again there's just so many emotions surrounding it but you know obviously the dust is starting to settle um on the drysdale side of things which is real quick real quick the breaking news i mentioned was right before we logged on to start recording um i believe i saw this from um, one one of the big beats from TSN reported it's it wasn't Aaron Drager, uh, it, Pierre LeBron, Pierre LeBron okay. apparently um spoke to cutter representatives and they plan on quote clearing the air and releasing why he decided to not sign with Philadelphia in the next couple of next couple of days, but that it's a quote private matter. So that's really that's interesting true. there. That's but like concept. honestly, Cutter, you quit on Philadelphia as of right now. You're you're hiding behind, you know, your empty words since you haven't said anything. And yeah. you've really ticked off a fan base that was set that was already beloving you. And the, yeah. the fan base that woke up at 6 a.m. sometimes to watch your role junior games because they were they were like it's Mitchkov and Gautier. That's our that's our Crosby and our Malkin, our Taves and our Kane. Yep. And now that's one less of them because he decided to be a little selfish prick. And I can confirm, Matt, that he is kind of a cocky asshole. I, I do know, have I, I do have a source. Um she will not be named, but my cousin who attends Boston College agreed. She's like Cutter Gautier is a self entitled prick um who expects the world to revolve around him and everything being spoofed that to him. So at this point, Ugh. he's done us a favor. He's out of this organization because you don't want that type of personality in a locker room that's going to win because screw him. And now, Matt, we have Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. Um, and to my point here, some people are saying the Flyers rebuild took a large, took took a heavy step backwards. No, they didn't. Because they still needed to find that number one future defenseman when they had Cutter and Mitchkov. Now you just take Cutter out of that equation, but I think you found your replacement for a potential number one defenseman. And the yeah, and the it, rebuild is staying status quo. Yep. I think it's not necessarily going backwards, it's just taking a different turn, if that makes sense. Um, you know, the Flyers are definitely gonna try to have to recoup the loss in what Gautier can be um as an nhl player but in the fact that we did get you know i mean we haven't had a true number one defenseman since matt niskanen um and then you know the other guy Provorov, 
uh, forgot how to play hockey when Matt Niskanen left. And, you know, obviously he's gone now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Drysdale, again, has a ton of upside. He's 21 years old. He's in his third season in the NHL. Uh, I can tell you. He's actually in – he's in his fourth. Oh, okay. Um, but – I don't know. I feel like, you know, again, he's got a great coach in Brad Shaw who runs the defense for the Flyers. Um, He will be wearing number nine. Uh, That was confirmed today when Drysdale was at practice with the team. Um, I haven't seen anything yet confirming that he's going to play on Thursday. Um, Tomorrow, um, I believe he I've been hearing from the beat writers today. The plan is for him to play tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, But, you know. Tomorrow night being Wednesday. Yeah, the the more experience you can get the kid, the better. I mean, you see, you know, what happened with Owen Tippett um, as an example of a guy who people didn't necessarily want him here because um, obviously, you know, that came at the expense of Claude Giroux leaving Philadelphia. But, you know, I'm all – I mean, at this point, I think Tippett's my favorite player on the team, and I can't wait. You know, that's another thing I'm going to go over quick too is – how the hell they haven't released the stadium series jerseys yet for the Flyers Devils game at MetLife? That's um, almost a month away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tough look on the end. Ew, that was gross. Sorry. I'm watching the Leafs game now, and this guy just scored a one handed goal. Anyway, um, but. Oh, look, squirrel. Yeah, seriously. That's my <laughs> attention span right now. Um, but no, I think, you know, Drysdale is a guy where, again, we haven't had um, a true number one defenseman in a while now. And if if that's his, you know, his ceiling and even beyond, then that's awesome, especially a guy that's 21 years old. I mean, you know, he's had his um, his shining moments in Anaheim. Anaheim itself, you know, is definitely not especially if they lose Zegris. I don't think they're going anywhere fast. Um, so, you know, change of scenery in a city like Philadelphia, a coach like Torts, you know, just a fresh start for a kid who's, you know, having, again, growing pains. Um it's, you know, it could just be what the doctor ordered, as they say. Um, so I think, again, you got to give the kid some time. I mean, hell, he's 21 years old. <laughs> like, he's literally a kid still. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And I think, again, that's one of the things that got lost in all this is, like, the animosity towards Carter Gote himself as opposed to, you know, the talent that the Flyers got back. And you can, you know, blah, blah, blah about the whole who won the trade. But it's like, all right, you know. Who cares right now? You know, Gautier at this point is still in college. Drysdale is an NHL talent who, again, still has so much time to develop as a player, as a person. You know, seems excited to be here. Cough, cough, cutter, you loser. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, as Breer said last night, you know, the trade, it is what it is now, and the Flyers have to deal with it. And, you know, again, like I said last night, I can't even imagine how this would have went down with the Chuck Fletcher regime, um, it would it would have leaked as soon as he said he didn't want to play in Philadelphia. Like, yeah, like I mean, back in the summertime. Yeah, so the whole like transparency factor of last night was you know very admirable, very very refreshing um, to see you know everyone in the organization just jump right on the thing. Like, listen, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you, and we're gonna make the best of it. So, um, but again, I think that kind of got lost. Is like you know Drysdale can be a hell of a player. He is a hell of a player, and everyone just wants, you know, 
Carter Gauthier is going to be like that scene in Slapshot where I'm sure the first time he comes here, there's going to be, you know, oh, I'm putting a bounty on that. Like, you know, I'm going to stuff. make like, sure I'm at this that. Kid, I mean, I think he surpassed Ben Simmons for, you know, public enemy number one, where, you know, Ben Simmons was just kind of a shitty player, excuse my language, but, and also, you know, a crappy person and teammate, but it's like, you know, this cutter guy is going to be. I don't me. know from what we've well, what, from what we've been hearing, he's up there. It's just a shitty human being. So we are back here at Five Minute Major. Sorry, run for that technical disturbance. It is uh, we're getting some quite turbulent, severe uh, rainfall this yeah. evening, in the Greater Philadelphia region, and uh, Matt lost power <laughs> for two seconds, enough to interrupt our recording here. So, I'm but. Back. We're I'm back. Sure probably missed me, but you know it's fine if you don't. We're back. So we we were leading off with how screw go, screw cutter, and yeah. we are very hyped for Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. So I know, like I was saying, obviously, again, a lot of the focus on the situation has been the animosity towards Carter Gauthier. Um, I have definitely enjoyed all of the memes that people made in regards to the situation. Um, I thought that some of them were hilarious. You know, Twitter is going to Twitter, as they say. I don't even care that it's called X. No one calls it X. Um, it's still Twitter. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I think, again, as I was saying before, you got to just, you know, ex- acceptance is part of this process. I've already pretty much accepted the fact that, you know, it's not like we saw Gauthier in a Flyers jersey anyway, besides, you know, his one time at camp and when he put the jersey on for the draft. So it's like, all right, you know, as attached as we were to the – potential and the thought of you know what he can be you know i didn't have i didn't have that moment where it was like oh we saw him come out for you know his rookie lap he got his first goal as a flyer all that jazz and it's like you know well that's not gonna happen now so whatever i don't care the kid can kick rocks as far as i'm he's concerned. now hated in philadelphia and i yeah, i was gonna say i mean you talk about turning having a city you know complete a 180 on you holy hell this kid just you know in the span of an hour, not even, you know, ruined this entire span, fan base's, you know, um, image. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, arguably more unpopular now than Ben Simmons. Who knows? That's what people are saying. People, mainly me. Um, I but, did see a list where someone released their top 10 most hated Philadelphia athletes, and WIP retweeted this list. Um, and he he made the list, and he was oh, like definitely. in 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 the top five. So it's yeah, definitely a I Flyers mean, fan. And even he gathered the attention of Delco Stakes, releasing yeah. a press release on it, which was I think a plus marketing material. Because guess where I'm getting dinner from tomorrow night because of their marketing, Delco Stakes. No free ads yeah. unless Delco Stakes wants to sponsor the pod. I don't maybe know. I'll maybe, maybe I'll put uh, our people in touch with their people. You know. They'll probably just make a, a specialty sandwich called the Gautier where they make it and it's ready for you, but they just never give it to you. <laughs> so that might be, you know. Well, well done. You can give me the royalties there, Delco Steaks, for that idea. Hey, listen, I'm <laughs> serious. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to their people. There you go. Maybe, Tell maybe them you never know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, you find humor in the situation, but, you know, it's obviously a very tumultuous situation for Flyers fans, for the organization, for everyone. 
Again, it just completely rocked the hockey world. It was the talk of the town last night, like via Twitter. You know, it still was today, obviously, with the, you know, the fallout, so to speak, and the repercussions of the situation. But I'm sure, you know, we'll maybe learn more and more. But all that mudslinging with Kevin Hayes and all that stuff, you know, doesn't deserve in the game. Uh, it doesn't have a place in the game. You know, he's – they're all still – we're all still people here. Um, exactly. And, you know – Hockey should be for everyone. Obviously, we've seen in times that it's not, but, you know. Anyway, I digress. Um, I'll wrap it up here for myself here, Dave. Again, like I said, go TA. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, I hope you have a rock in your shoe for the rest of your life, and it it bothers you, but you can't get it out. Sorry, you know, that's the wrath that I'm going to bring down upon you as a Flyers fan now. It's just going to be, you know. Me from the 200 section of the Wells Fargo Center, every time you come dressed as an Anaheim duck, you're going to hear not quacks of the ducks, but uh, those boo birds that us Philadelphia fans like to rain down upon our opponents, especially those that we have just complete, you know, and utter, I think it's hatred at this point. I know hatred, 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 word, hatred is the hatred correct word. Is, yeah, hatred is definitely the word I'm going to use in this situation, um, but, you know. Sometimes, you know, you got to take a different turn when things look to the future. And I'm excited to have Jamie Drysdale as part of this team, as part of our, you know, future defensive core going forward. The hope is that he can be that guy, as they say, in a good way. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. And hell, if anything, like we said before, the Flyers are interesting and entertaining again. And that's all that matters. So. Yep. You know, whether it's off the ice or on the ice, as long as they keep our attention and it, you know, t keeps us talking like we have been the past few weeks, I'm all for it. So with that being said, Dave, I'm going to hand you the talking stick to wrap things up for us this week. Uh, our first podcast of 2024, just a hell of a way to kick things Start off. Start off with a bang. And, you know, we see where we go from here. I mean, Jamie Drysdale, it's not often the Flyers are able to acquire a sixth overall pick who at the ripe age of 21 has already played 123 games in the National Hockey League. Yep. Some might say he might have been rushed by Anaheim and he wasn't exactly ready. Um, he has had a bit of an injury history, but the Flyers have done their due diligence. This new regime of Orange has done their due diligence, they feel as such, and they think his injury problems are behind him. He's already played 10 games this year for Anaheim. He's got five points in those 10 games. He's an elite skater, has an elite release and shot, and he and he's just everything the Flyers really need. Obviously, they'll work on that defensive game with him with Bradshaw and Torts. Um, but what Bradshaw and Torts have done with the likes of Ristolainen and Sean Walker and Cam York and Travis Sanheim, yep. just really, I really, really think Jamie Drysdale has the chance to become that guy, like you said, Matt, in the good way. Um for the Flyers on their defense. And as they've already slotted in with Travis Sanheim. So the defense is now shaking out Sanheim and Drysdale, a good old six, nine defensive pairing with their Jersey numbers. The then you've got defensive pair in the league. It, it probably will be. And then Man. you've got York with Risto and then, Oh no, I'm sorry. It's York with uh, Walker and then okay. Zamul with Risto on your third pair. That's a, that's a decent defense, personally, if I don't mind saying. Um, I, can, I can dig it. He, he, you know, he's already got he, – he did only play eight games last year, no points, but he had a torn labrum. 
not a career-ending injury, but you're going to miss the whole season with it, essentially. In 2021-22, he did play a full season for the Ducks, in which he had 32 points in 81 games. For his second year in the league as a defenseman, that's not too terrible. Um, He was a minus 26, but the Anaheim Ducks were absolutely dog shit that year. Um, So... There, 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 there's a lot more positives than there are negatives here, personally. And I think yeah. Drysdale coming here and with this current regime that's doing things and developing players, I think he's going to flourish into exactly what the Flyers need. And I even, dare I say it, I tossed this out to a co-worker today who grew up watching the Flyers in the 80s and early 90s in, in when he was a, a younger man. Um, but he agreed with me. And he's a big hockey guy. And we both think that given the right circumstances, if everything falls into the right line, Jamie Drysdale could become this era's version of Eric Desjardins. And I truly, I, I believe that I've been, those are big shoes to fill. They are very large skates to fill. Um, but I really think given if all the ducks align in the row properly, no pun intended. Not, no pun intended, and not those Anaheim Ducks, but the Flyers Ducks, all, <laughs> all in a row. Um, this could be something really, really great for the Philadelphia Flyers. So with that, everyone, welcome to 2024 with 5-Minute Major. Before we end things this week, this is where I need to tell all of you, our listeners, about our great affiliates in the Pod Street Bullies who are still pumping out weekly content. I personally cannot wait till that gang releases their episode on their thoughts on all this, because that I know is going to be a doozy. So if you like our podcast, please check out our affiliates in the Pod Street Bullies. With that, everyone, we wish you a happy and safe new year. Um, all the greatest blessings and well wishes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for all your support. As always, Mash and I will be back next week with a brand new pod. So with that, everyone, good night. Good hockey, and let's go Flyers.